Hey, hey, Wes. Hey, Brian. What's happening? Hey, uh, did you know that the PSVR 2 is currently available for sale on Amazon in Japan? Our good friend Fluffy Controller posted that in our news channel over on Discord uh, before we went live. And uh, it's the number one bestseller right now. So it's it's even uh, outselling the Switch. Brian, it's you can buy it somewhere right now. Like it's three weeks away. <laughs> that's, that's that's horrible news, Brian. Like it should be sold out by now. It should be sold out by now. Well, I've got some awful news to share with you, Wes. About pre- <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. We have so much to talk about. Uh, Dude, you know what? We have so much to talk about. Let's just start the show. What are we doing hiding behind this Attack on Titan amazing thumbnail as it is? I think we need to... Uh, oh, wait, you know what? Where's our, where's our timer? Where's our timer? Hold on. We've got to bring up the, oh, uh, the PSVR 2 timer. We do. There it is. There it is, everybody. It is... We have only 21 days. 21 days. Happy oh, February, everybody. 21 days until PSVR 2 gets here. I'm so hyped. It's February, Brian. It's February. <laughs> it's it's Q123. Holy crap. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I mean, we, yeah, I should, I should be crazy excited right now, but instead I'm just nervous that I'm going to be just like <laughs> swamped on day one. PSVR 2 will show up on the 22nd. Launch games will be flooding in, and I'm just going to like die of, of, <laughs> of just, I mean, I don't even know of what, but probably just of a, a massive panic attack, I think. But it's, it's going to come out tomorrow and see its shadow and then go back in its hole for six more weeks. Yeah. You know, I could, I could use the time. Not going to lie. <laughs> All right, man. Let's start this thing. Let's do it. This is PSVR Gamescast Live, where we film live every single Monday. West Day and Two Wise Friday right here on YouTube. We do it live at 6 p.m. Eastern for your viewing pleasure. That's right. You get to look at our lovely faces for the next 1 to 17 hours. Or if you don't have that kind of time uh, for your eyes, you can always go over to podcast services of your choice and listen to us over there. Uh, Spotify, whatever you want. We do it for your oral pleasure. My name is Brian Paul from this channel right here, PSVR Without Parole. And this gentleman over here to my right, to my right, it's Wes Dillon from Virtual Strangers. Hello, Brian. Hello, everybody. What what a wonderful day. Um, so, um, anything been going on, Brian? How's it going? Yeah, no, man, it's, it's been going all right. I I I, I built a, a a racing rig. Um, my, all the, oh, did you get you you got all your stuff, huh? Yeah, all the parts came in, and uh, so so I got like a a car seat and a, the whole rig and uh, the wheel and the pedals and the shifter and uh, and I, and I after spending all night building it. Um, I had time for two races before the show began. <laughs> it's going to take up your entire VR space, isn't it? It, it takes up all of my space. My, my my space is not that big, um, and so yeah, uh, we're you know trying to consider what needs to go in order to keep the rig. Uh, we're considering getting rid of the couch, uh, any exercise equipment. Just throw that out. We're not using that. That's for sure. Um, yeah, we'll see what happens. But 
Uh, serial killers ask, how long did it take? I mean, it took hours last night and then more hours today. Um, I didn't get, and this place is trashed because it's already a mess. And then on top of it, there's boxes and, and instruction manuals and nuts and bolts and washers everywhere. Uh, and so uh, I didn't, I want to take a video and show you guys, but like, I need to clean this place up and then take a video. I will say tornado has found a new home. She has, she has taken up residence in the driver's seat. That's where she will stay. But I made sure that her, she has like this massive scratching post. It's like massive. It's like four feet tall. And when I'm racing, she sits on it right be right over my right shoulder, right behind the racing. So that means when I'm streaming, Tornado will always be there, my co-pilot on camera. And I'm super excited about that. That's so cute, Brian. Please tell me that, uh, while you were building it, she was hanging out in the in the box watching you build it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She she was she was jumping in every single box that was opened, obviously, and uh, and you know, just it, looking basically doing everything that you don't want her to do. But she's so cute that it doesn't matter. So it's okay. Adorable. Adorable. I can see it. <laughs> uh, we got Looper at the Underground Game Cat with the two euro says happy. February. That's how that's how PlayStation tweeted it out today. Fev V R U R E. February. PlayStation I like UK, I think. I don't think the US PlayStation did that. Um, but thank you, Looper. We got Emily Baxter, hashtag the cartoony which game came with the two dollar tip says why the PS two PSVR two negativity cartoony games suck. Yeah, well, we can talk about that in a little bit, but thank you very much, Emily Baxter. Uh dude, we always uh we always start this show with a little reminder of course, uh, to let everybody know so you should come hang out on our Discord, right? It's a great place to hang out. Awesome conversations happen there. You can click the link in the description below. But there's another link in that description below you should be clicking, and that is for Wes's Virtual Strangers channel. Wes, what is going on over in the land of agnostic VR? Well, um, we're getting ready for a show, Brian. We're, we're doing a show tonight, as we typically do. Um, we're just back to normal now, man. We're, we're back to normal. Although I will say this, uh, I received my GDC press pass today. So, uh, cool stuff coming up very soon. Um, no, no, man, we're, we're, see, we're covering new releases tonight as we typically do. Um, what's coming out? What, what are we playing? We were, well, Windlands 2 for one, one thing, it came out on Quest. So we played it on Quest. We're going to be talking about that. Tonight, what was the other? Thing? Oh, we're, we're talking about Walkabout Mini Golf Atlantis. Have you played Atlantis? Oh, so many times. Yes. Yeah, I did the night course last night, and uh, wow, beautiful. Um, yeah, those guys get real creative with their uh, with their lighting, and they they upped the resolution by thirty three percent, so it looks even better than it did before. Uh, then I, I thought the daytime level looked good, but man, that nighttime, like I mean, just really great use of lighting. I'm a sucker. Yeah. I'm I'm a sucker for bloom effects and particle effects. Like that's all you need, and I'll get. I mean, just on those two things alone, if you put that in your game, I'll give it an eight out of ten just because, <laughs> just because of that. You heard it here um, first, so, yeah. everybody. If, if if you don't think your game's all that great, make sure you focus on those effects. Glowy particles. That's all I need. It doesn't hurt to, when you have a a turtle that you can ride too. That's pretty cool. It doesn't hurt that th those guys are getting better and better and better at course design. Every, I mean, I think they nailed it. My two favorite are uh, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea and um, in El Dorado. And this is, I mean, this isn't top two or three for me any, uh, like the, like those are, but this is definitely top five or six. And with the number of courses out now, 
that's saying something. What do they have? Like 15 courses? A lot. Yeah, there's three pages. Like you have to scroll to the third page to get to the end of it. So a lot. They have a lot. Uh, Bur- um, sorry, Burke Daniels with the $5 tip. And, and it was probably good, uh, a good segue because we probably shouldn't talk about walkabout for the next 30 minutes because we could. I love walkabout. We could. Like, I mean, it's not, I don't think it's, uh, I don't think it's hyperbole to say, uh, that it's like the best reason to own a quest. Like I've spent, I, there's a lot of great games on quest that game. I have spent, I mean, easily a hundred or 200 hours in it's, it's great. Uh, Burke Daniels with the $5 tip says honest answer because you'll be spending so much more time in VR soon for both work and pleasure. Will this podcast drop down to once a week? Burke, honest answer. Uh, I, the fact, <laughs> the fact that we, uh, did this show three times a week when there was nothing to talk about makes me super excited to be doing this podcast uh, three times a week uh, with actual things to talk about where there's like maybe a big new game to focus on each show during the week. Uh, I don't even know really how we did this (laughs) for so long without any new content, without any new games coming out with a lot, without a lot of PSVR two news. Uh, So I'm actually really excited. This is for me. This is like, I get to take a break from my work day, Right. Yes, I got to make a thumbnail. Yes, I got to kind of like come up with a run of show and, and you know check with my co-host and make sure they're on board for everything. But 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 this is the fun part of the day, and so to get to hang out with you guys out there and to, and talk about whatever you guys want to talk about, talk about what we want to talk about, talk about all the new games. This is this is this is my break in the day. Um, so no, I'm gonna I, I want to do this five times a week because it's my excuse to hang out and have fun rather than sit here and edit for like 17 hours straight. Um. And you, and you know it's proof positive. I mean, you could tell who's real and who's not real, uh, but by these people that get burned out and stressed out uh, all the time publicly on Twitter about their channel and, and whining about having to make content. Um, we're sitting here three times a week having conversations with no news <laughs> and having a blast doing it. We couldn't fake it. Like we couldn't fake this. We love this stuff, and that's why we're here. And we love you all. I mean, it's, it's even the guy's catchphrase. I mean, we, we love you all. Um, yeah. Uh, we, you, can, you can't fake real enthusiasm, Brian. And I think the people know that. Yeah. And, and I do want to, I do want to make sure that we point out like <clears throat> burnout is real. Like, Oh, for right. And so, just, yeah, I, I get it, man. Like, you know, there's been many times in, in, and I'm, I'm even feeling it right now, the, the, the pressure of what's to come. Uh, it, it is, it is stressing me out to a ridiculous degree. Uh, and not knowing obviously like how I'm going to handle lunch. Like there's, there's no indication whatsoever that I'm going to have my hands on this thing prior to lunch. And so like, I'm going to be hitting the ground running. It's like, just like, what do I do? Like one day after another, after another, after another. Um, so I'm stressed and burnout is real. I've been burnt out many times over the course of the last eight years since starting the channel. And, uh, but, but that's part of the problem. I think when you're so passionate about stuff, um, you, you forget to allow yourself to take a break. You forget to allow yourself to take a few days off because, because you're like, oh, this isn't work. This is fun. But you forget just how much time and energy you're yeah. putting into it. That's rule number one is don't let it become work. Because if VR becomes work, then what do we do for fun? And um, Oh, shit. Yeah, I mean, I, I get burnout too. But literally, most of my burnout is, comes from just the preparation end of it. Having to come up with stuff to talk to. Having to be organized and, and research. That, that whole end of it. Like showing up here and talking, this is easy, and I could do this every day and not ever get burnt out. Like, uh, 
I love I love this stuff. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, this this is the fun part. And, and again, if I, I don't think it'd be nearly as much fun. It would it would definitely be fun, but it wouldn't be nearly as much fun without everybody in the chat. You know, this is our chance to catch up with you guys because um, we can do it on Discord to a smaller degree, but here it's a much bigger degree. Uh, two more tips, and then we'll get this thing rolling. We get Don Can ninety four with the t- two chieftains says photo of tornado sleeping on the racing rig, please. And she is so sleeping on the racing rig right now. Um, I will. I will. I promise. She's not moving from that anytime soon. So I'm sure she'll be in the video. I'll make sure there's photos. Come come over on Discord. I'll, I'll get a photo up tonight of her sleeping uh, in the racing rig for sure. I promise you. Nihilus Ryan, the game feline, with the $5 tip says, loving my G29 wheel. But one thing I wish was different, the options button is way too close to the PlayStation button. Trying to recenter is a pain in the anus. Um, the options button is way too close to the PlayStation button. Interesting. Well, we're not going to really have to recenter nearly as much, right? In uh, on That's PSVR two, like I don't find myself doing that on Quest at all. Um, so hopefully, hopefully it's not a big deal. So. You know what? I kept hitting the. Um, I didn't really have any problem with with the where, where the recenter button was, but I did keep hitting the, like the pass through button. Like I don't I don't know if it's where the the adjust button used to be or something like that, but I would keep reaching up to adjust my headset and turning the pass through on. Interesting. And then and then and then I would uh, to fix it. I would try to uh, do the thing that you could do with your quest and start tapping it, but that don't work. <laughs> uh, I mean, the, the, the crazy thing is there's no volume buttons on that on PSVR two. Yeah. Mind-boggling. Uh, so there's not going to be too many reasons to be touching the headset to in any accidentally going in the pass through I, I mean i can't imagine that there is but anything's possible uh man bear pig game cat with the two dollar tip i lied we're just gonna keep doing tips it says uh orange box for ps3 we should get half-life alex for psvr2 number one most requested psvr2 game is do you think that's accurate wes uh yeah I, I, well gta5 gets a lot of hype too true um but yeah uh, i'd say that those two are at the top of the pyramid uh, I would probably agree with that. Uh, Looper, the underground game cat with the five euros is breaking. Brian and Wes have confirmed that they're ready to switch to games cast daily. Sure. You guys, you guys do all the prep work and we'll show up here every day and talk about it. How about that? Yeah. And, and we probably say something stupid like, well, we're going to do it five days, but it's only going to be 35 minutes or 40 minutes per episode. Right. right. Like, like we did when we switched from three hours on Thursday to, supposedly one hour Monday, one hour Wednesday, one hour Friday. Yeah. We're was the last time you did an hour with any of us, Brian. Never. <laughs> it's never happened. <laughs> uh, we're an hour and 20 feels right. Um, and so I feel like if we hit that mark, I'm, I'm pretty happy. feels like there's a good pace to it. And we keep, we keep things moving and we get a lot of things ta- uh, covered. Uh, but man, I, I do feel like once we hit that two and a half hour mark, we're just like, what is going on? Like, how did, how did we allow ourselves to get to this point? How, why is anybody still here? <laughs> Craziness. All right, man. Yep. Let's move on to some of this. Uh, uh, oh, Polish, Polish Paul's in the chat. What's up, Polish Paul VR? PSVR 2 News and Games with two uh, two quits. says, here, Brian, have some of my money. Well, we know you're rolling <laughs> in it, uh, Paul. So thank you so much. We appreciate it very much. And, and Zippy's with the 20 second row says, got to play seat rig today. Play dirt. Great game. Dude, just, dude, just, I haven't had a, I've never had a nice wheel 
ever. Like I've had like a cheap like plastic thing that like didn't really have any feedback at all. This is my first nice wheel and just sitting in the driver's seat. I've got a stick shift over here that I haven't even tried out yet. Just sitting there, actual gas pedals, brakes, the whole thing, quality, like the, 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 the feedback that comes through the wheel. I mean, even without VR, I was like, this is really immersive. And I've suddenly understood why people are so obsessed with like their racing rig without VR. But dudes, oh, once we were able to sit in the cockpit, uh, sit in the driver's seat in VR of all these cars in Gran Turismo, oh, dude, I'm so... Uh, I'm so excited, and I just because of the new rig, made me five times more excited. Yeah, it's it makes a difference, doesn't it? Just the you're right, just the feel of it, um, it really goes a long way to bridge that gap from between reality and the game, right? Um, I, I agree with everything you just said wholeheartedly. Yeah, I mean, if sitting sitting in PSVR two with a Dual Sense controller controlling your your racing. Uh, your, your car, is, is, I, yeah, you wouldn't quite do it. Wouldn't quite do it. No, uh, no offense to anybody who is planning on doing that, but but man, if you, if you, even if you get a cheap wheel, I'm definitely going to say I have recommend it. Uh, dude, one of the other reasons we always uh, tell people to join our Discord is because you can go to our viewer takeover channel and leave your questions for the show. Uh, it's 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 the cheap and easy way to do it, right? Like a little low on cash and you don't want to tip. We get it. It's totally cool. Uh, you can just leave your questions over there. And if you leave a good question, maybe we'll read it right here on the channel. And our question today comes from, that's right. It's Orseek, a game cat, soon in space. He writes, hashtag viewer takeover. Are developers pushing back their launch games with a fear of too much competition? Wes, this news comes on the heels of um, Switchback obviously getting delayed, of uh, Hello Neighbor, that happened today, getting delayed, I believe, into May, but i got to double-check the PlayStation Store, and then No Man's Sky uh, conspicuously moved from launch to launch window. Um, do, you, are you, do you think, do you think uh, there's just too many games at launch? I mean, there's a shitload of games at launch, uh, and I could understand if these developers were scared of all the competition. What do you think? Uh, I think. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Well, I'm sorry it took me so long. I was I had to really think about the answer a lot. Um, yes, Brian. I think that's exactly. Well, it's it's part of it, right? That that's certainly a factor here. Um, because I mean, the, these developers—they're no dummies. They know everyone's ordering Horizon with the, the console. If someone gets a second game with it, most likely it's going to be Village. And I mean, that's what most people do buy two or three games. Although this is VR, people might buy three or four, uh, but it makes sense. It makes sense to, uh, to, to give your game a little breathing room. Um, so that, uh, when it launches, people actually play it. I mean, didn't Hibbins, uh, allude to this very thing yesterday or Monday on the show? Uh, yeah, to an extent, I think. Um, yeah. So, I think you're right, though. I, I think the uh, I, I think you're when it comes to the the launch games, uh, the ones that most people are excited about. To, I mean, there's three, right? There's three major ones, and I, and I don't want to like lessen the impact of all of the other ones because you know there's there's obviously a lot of good great games that are going to be there at launch, launch window, whatever. Um, but it's but it's yeah, it's it's Horizon Call of the Mountain, it's it's Resident Evil Village, and it's and it's Gran Turismo Seven, right? These are three gigantic games these are three triple a games uh and so kind of getting out from under those shadows 
uh, is it's a massive undertaking. And so, so maybe carve yourself out a, a little bit of a different space uh, in order to do it. I, I do think there's something there, but also I think the mentality West for so long has been, you got to have a game at launch. If you have a game at launch, it's going to do well, or it's going to do way better than if you're not at launch. So, um, so my guess is that there's something going on, right? It's like that, that maybe these games just needed a little bit more love. You know, we're, we're still kind of at the end of this whole, you know, people are learning to work from home for the very first time. Studios are, you know, are not, don't have everybody in their office and that there's a learning process there. There's a learning curve. And, uh, and, and this might be the first game that tiny build has shipped, uh, since, uh, you know, since its inception from home. So, uh, so who knows, man, who, who knows there could, there could just be a learning curve here too. Yeah. More time is always good, uh, w- w- with this, these things. And we've, we've know this from past experience, you know, you, you hear a release date for a game, I'd say half of the time, the the release date gets pushed back on most of these games yeah. or more. Uh, and it, it, with regard to a game like No Man's Sky, I mean, what's the drawback? How many people are going to go buy No Man's Sky now? Like, most people already have it, right? Even flat gamers on PS4 already have No Man's Sky. Um, it's kind of weird that, uh, that they continue to support it as much as they do. I, I don't know how they eat. Everybody already bought their game in five years ago. I'm, you know, I, I, I would be right there in agreeing with you and saying, yeah, obviously, like No Man's Sky has been out forever. How, how many more people could possibly be buying it? But then you have examples like Grand Theft Auto, and I know that's like an anomaly, right? But when you have a, a game like Grand Theft Auto that's been the best-selling game uh, for the last three generations straight, it's PlayStation 3, PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, it's always number one on the sales charts over and over and over and over again. And so there's a lot of gamers out there, right? And so I think no, they wouldn't keep updating no man's sky if the interest wasn't still there if, if if the money wasn't still rolling in eventually they'd have to say okay it's time to move on we're going to do something else uh, so i think this is proof positive that they are finding a new audience pretty frequently so that's true uh and so you know i, I say stuff like that but then super hot's on the top of the charts every month so there you go yeah um and I mean, you know, and then there's people like, you know, people like me who would never, I'm like, you know what? I played Gran Turismo on PlayStation 1 and PSP and PlayStation 2. I've played three Gran Turismo games and I've only really played one to completion. I think it was Grand Theft Auto 3 A-Spec. Um, this is, I w- there's no chance in hell I would have gotten into Gran Turismo 7 if it wasn't for PSVR 2. And I think there's going to be a lot of people who said, well, this is what I was waiting for. You know, No Man's Sky looked amazing. It was something that I was always curious about. But now that I'm going to be able to play it on PlayStation VR 2, now I'm going to finally, now I'm going to finally jump in. I don't know how many gamers are like that. I don't know what the numbers would be, but I, I, I bet there's a good, I bet there's a good chunk of people who would, uh, who would say, yeah, that's me. That's what I'm doing. Well, um, I certainly hope you're right. Uh, these, the people at Hello Games deserve to be rewarded for their hard work, so. Uh, I wish them nothing but uh, the best with regards to sales. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, I can't wait to check it out. I'm, I'm going to try to pay AJ to do the review because he's the resident No Man's Sky fan. Um, but I, I'm definitely curious about checking it out. Uh, I, I, I want to love that game so much. Uh, we got Paradise Decay with the two quid in the chat. says, I have more money than Paul. Hee <laughs> hee. If this becomes a – if this is a, if this is a, a contest – 
if trying to figure out who all has the most money, then I'm very proud to be the referee because apparently I'm benefiting from it. Josh Zosky with the $5 tip says, what are your most anticipated launch games? Mine's Resident Evil 8. I waited for the VR version to play it. Preach, Josh. Preach. That is, it was painful to, to wait, especially after our love for Resident Evil 7. Uh, Resident Evil 7 was so good in VR that, like, is Resident Evil Village going to come to play? I mean, you can go back and you can search for Resident Evil Village on PSVR without parole and see the number of shows where we're like, is it coming to PSVR 1? Is this the day they're going to announce it? Is it going to be a PSVR 2 game? I mean, it's like show after show after show where we just speculated. Um, and so it's been it's been a painful road, Josh. <laughs> and, if, and if you've been on the road with us, you know how painful it's been. Um, but yeah, uh, that is that is definitely second on my list. I, I'm still Call of the Mountain, man. I, I, Wes, I, I know you're only on once a week, and I, so I can't remember when I said this last. But I feel like I've said it at least on two Gamescasts already. I have this strong feeling that Call of the Mountain is going to be a lot more special than people are giving it credit for. That like it could very well, Sirens on my end, very well turn out to be our Half-Life Alex, our big uh, AAA VR game. It could be. I mean, this is this is this is a first-party studio that's been working on this game since before 2019 uh, in, in a very beloved franchise. Like, this could be one of the best VR, built from the ground up for VR games, ever made. I don't know if that's true or not, but I feel like we're a lot of people out there are underestimating it because of the few details that they've heard about it. Yeah, it's certainly possible, right? <laughs> There's a potential that as you go on into that game that it could really open up and become this epic adventure like Alex was. Uh, but I gotta say, having played both, um, the games you just mentioned, like the beginnings of them, I think Village is gonna be the one, man. I think Village is gonna be the game that really blows people away. Um, I mean, if you're one of these people who have been waiting for AAA gaming to come to VR, uh, not just in terms of like graphics and stuff, but depth of gameplay, I think Village is gonna be the one that really wins you over. Now, Horizon's amazing in its own right, but, the little bit, and, and, you know, disclaimer, I just played the very beginning of the game. The little bit I played was, it wasn't doing anything I haven't seen before in other, other games. In terms of gameplay. Now, what, what makes it special is the world, you know, the, the environments. You're, you're doing things you've done before, climbing, exploring, shooting bows and arrows, but you're doing it in a world like you've never been in before. And you bring up a game like Half-Life Alex. Half-Life Alex is very, very shallow in terms of gameplay. So you could be right. That could be a great comparison. Uh, we just have to see where the story goes from here. I think both are going to be amazing. I think they're both going to be must-owns. If I had to put my money on which one's going to be the one, I think Village is going to be the one. I mean, I I spent more hours in Resident Evil 7 on PSVR than any other game on PSVR. I played that game. I played that game again. I played that game again. I played it on Madhouse. I played it. I, I played it. I did every single thing that I could do in order to unlock every single item that I could unlock. Uh, and I platinum that game and I still feel like I haven't had enough. And it didn't even have like full motion control support. Right. And so, uh, I, I'm, I, I do believe that I'm going to have just as much fun and I'm going to give village just as much love as I gave biohazard. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm definitely excited for it, man. We've been waiting a long time for it. 
So it's a good problem to have, right? Which which one do we play first? <laughs> which one do we play more? Like uh, I, I really don't know. Switch. It was going to be Switchback, but now I might I might just go straight for Res, Brian. I'm down. Yeah, dude. I mean, I feel like that game's going to give me a seizure, and and I'm so excited for the. Yeah. <laughs> I've never been so excited to have a seizure in my life. Uh, we're going to knock out three more tips, and then we're going to get uh, back on track here. we got Bell Ramey of the GameCat with the six euro says, If Horizon has no cauldron, I will hate on it and trash it until PSVR 3 launch. Uh, if Horizon doesn't have cauldrons, I'd be shocked. Just saying. Uh, Josh Cat with the $10 tip says, How are we feeling about a state of play before release or maybe shortly after? Does it? Does all of the do all the content creators speaking out about Sony's lack of marketing have an impact? What do you think? We we keep speculating less. We've been saying, well, they must well, they must be doing one in December. Well, no, they didn't do one in December. They're obviously going to do one in January. Well, they didn't do one in January. They're obviously going to do one. I mean, at what point do we say, well, they're obviously not doing one? You know, uh, I laugh at the question because we fielded it so many times in the past, mm-hmm. but. I, I do subscribe to the logic here. Actually, this is a thought that I had yesterday when I saw how quickly Sony came in to squash all the bullshit that was going on. Uh, I thought, you know, this might be the thing that pushes them to actually do something with regards to marketing other than just dropping a few games in a blog post. Um, so maybe, maybe, uh, I, I mean, the negative consequences of this are still reverberating today, and they're going to continue uh, probably all the way through launch. So, yeah, Sony might want to win back those those minds, the hearts and minds of the consumers, uh, by showing us something, anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's just, it's it's been painful, man. It's been really really painful, you know, to to be to, to be saying well. Obviously, it's going to happen soon. It's going to happen soon. It's going to happen soon. And just there's been, you know, PlayStation blog posts, but but man, they really could have done everything a whole lot differently and and really blown people away. You know, it's uh, I'm I'm a big fan of of kind of funny. You know, I love the team over there. I love Greg Miller and Blessing at Aoya Junior. And like, I mean, it's it sucks when you know when when any news like this comes out. Uh, and and you go over there just to be like oh you know let's check out kind of funny games daily, and it's like just two guys that you absolutely love just saying everything that you absolutely hate and have grown to despise about you know what you what tends to be the mainstream media um, their viewpoint on VR which is just it's so it's just shocking to kind of keep hearing it over and over and over again. And, and at a certain point you're like, why do I keep, why am I still shocked? Right. VR turned me around so quickly into, into, in, into somebody who just thinks that this is very much the future of gaming uh, or a big part of the future of gaming. Why is everyone else so hard to convince? Right. PSVR one was not that big of a hurdle for me. Like the move controls were not that big of a deal. The wires, not that big of a deal. The breakout box and all the fucking shit. Did it suck to set up? Yeah, but not that big of a deal. And then we're getting rid of all of these hurdles and people are still saying, ah, oh, this thing's going to fail. It's, it's just so hard to hear day in and day out. And it's people, people are going out of their way West to say it. We're obviously just moving on to this topic right now. Yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah uh, we can get back to the other shit later. 
Yeah, man. Um, it's funny, you know. Uh, we try to speculate on why people are are, are so um, uh, so easy to kind of uh, uh, jump on to any kind of negative negativity and and latch onto it and then propagate it because it is it's one thing for there to be a negative story out there. It's another thing entirely for every media source in the space to latch onto it within 30 minutes and, and propagate it. And I, I think it's a combination of things. And obviously with the flat media uh, for, for them, I mean, part of it is uh, appeasement of their, uh, their consumer base, many of which downplay VR every time they get a chance because they don't like change. They don't like the idea that someone's going to take their controller away and someone's going to take their panel away and they're going to have to learn how to play games in a different way. So I kind of get that a little bit. Um, the other end of it, I think, is when you're talking about the Sony community or you're talking about the VR community, you're talking about some of the most passionate gamers in the world, probably the two most passionate communities. So when you get this crossover between Sony players and VR players, and you you have this easy target, this one thing that you could say, VR is dead, that triggers everyone. Yep. It doesn't tr just trigger everyone uh, in, into losing their fucking minds, which it does. Uh, it also triggers everyone into clicking on every story that comes up, and, and it we're just such an easy target. People fall for this bullshit every time. Mm -hmm. And you know what it means, Brian? It means that we're just going to keep getting more of it until people learn how to control their emotions and keep things in perspective. We're just going to keep getting crap like this because people are going to keep clicking on it. It's going to trend. I saw it trending all day on Twitter yesterday. Um, yeah, man, we're, we're, we're easy targets. Uh, it's the thing that makes this community great is the passion yep. But sometimes, man, it really blows up in our face. Well, so if anybody's just joining us or, or, or maybe has been under a rock or tuned out for the last couple of days, uh, all of this started because of a Bloomberg article um, that, uh, I mean, you can, see, you can see it right here on the screen. Uh, the, the, the title of it is Sony Slash's uh, PlayStation VR 2 Headset Output After Pre-Orders Disappoint. Uh, and then the two bullet points they list right off the top is high prices seen as limiting factor for wider uh, adoption and sluggish demand exacerbates lackluster momentum for VR sector. Uh, and this is Takahashi uh, Mochizuki. I hope I pronounced that right. Um, and what's 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 really interesting about this is that uh, the headline in the content of the article immediately are two different things. Sony slashes PlayStation VR 2 headset output after pre-orders disappoint implies that they are cutting back production slashes headset right. output. That is not at all how the article reads. It, the article is all about Sony's forecasting. So right. immediately we've got a problem, right? Th th somebody is using a headline to misrepresent the information that they have. And, and it's obvious. And it's obvious. And it's obvious. Yeah. It's obvious. Anybody would, that could have take, taken five seconds to think about this, it would have been obvious from the very beginning. But, man, people just I, – I don't know if I've ever seen anything like yesterday, man. Like, people had videos up on it in 30 minutes. Yep. And, like, people were losing their minds. 
thinking that this thing had failed before it even made it to Amazon and Best Buy. <laughs> like, really? Right. Okay. Yeah. Oh, man. I mean, what was what what was that your reaction? Was your reaction cool and I mean, you are like one of the most cool and collected people I know. I'm an emotional wreck like 24/7. Like so so my response, like my response was like, "Man, fucking, I was angry. I was angry, right? And I wasn't angry at Bloomberg. I wasn't angry at any uh, the, the reporter. Nothing, man. I was I was angry because because if this was true, if Sony had cut cut back production on PlayStation VR 2, well, whose fucking fault is that, right? And so let me let me get out some of this anger. Let me vent a little bit so you guys can kind of go Do on it. this journey with me, right? But whose Do fucking it. fault is that? I tweeted about this when I first heard the news, and I was like, well, what did we expect? There was no showcase. There was no state of play. There's been no advertisements, right? It's all PlayStation 5, PlayStation 5, PlayStation 5, which, yes, is super important. You're not going to sell any PSVR 2s if you don't have PlayStation 5s out there. But you know what else is going to cause you to not sell PlayStation VR 2s? The lack of anybody knowing about it. Like, they... So many people have no idea that PSVR 2 is even coming in 22 days, Wes. It's shocking. It's shocking the amount of information that's not out there, right? And people, and and I'm not trying to pat myself on the back here, but so many of the comments recently have been like, Brian, thank you for doing what you're doing because you're doing Sony's job for them, right? I put out a video of 115 PlayStation VR 2 games that are in development, right? That... Only six minute video, guys. I thought that was a good accomplishment, but that's not the point. The point is, is that like that's something Sony should be doing, being like, look at these AAA games and look at these indie games and like sizzle reel, sizzle reel. It doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be even like a state of play or a showcase, but it does have to be something. You have to, we have to start getting these videos out and and, and grabbing people's attention uh, and and some kind of marketing. And I do think they have a plan yeah. for that, but it's not out yet. And so that's why I was like, that's why I was angry. Because they because they haven't done it yet, and so if they actually did cut back production, I was pissed. I was like, "Well, you haven't even given it a chance yet. Why would you cut production before you even told people this thing was coming?" And so I was angry. I was angry, and now I feel better, Wes, yeah. because you're like my therapist. Well, awesome! I'm <laughs> glad you could get that out, Brian. I could tell you really needed to do that. Yeah, um, yeah, man. I, it really feels like a soft launch to what you're speaking about here. It doesn't feel like they're really full-fledged marketing campaign launching it right now. It feels like they're trying to bring along what's left of their Gen 1 consumer base, kind of build a foundation, and then later in the year when more competitors start to poke their little heads out, then they bring the big guns out. That's what it feels like. Uh, Only time will tell. But with regards to this specific story and this fake news from Bloomberg, Mm -hmm. um I did get a little bit frustrated, but it wasn't so much because I necessarily believe the headline. What really bothered me about it is that we didn't all see this coming because the mainstream gaming media has been setting this up since PSVR 2's price and release date got launched. Every story, no matter it be a positive or a negative story, it always has that it's too expensive gut punch Mm -hmm. right, right at the front of it. And this is a narrative they've been seeding for months now. And yesterday was just the payoff of that. It was just them paying off what they've been building, the narrative they've been building for months now. Uh, see, we told you it's too much. Um, it's already failing before it starts. So that, that frustrated me a little bit because as soon as I saw that in the headline, like 
we think it's because it costs too much. Like it, yeah, I, I, I get it. It's not as cheap as a quest, but it's functionally the same price as the gen one PSVR. And it's a way more capable device than anything consumers have seen thus far. So it's not, it's cheap for what it is. It honestly is cheap Mm -hmm. for what it is. So, uh, yeah, that frustrated me a little bit that I didn't see this coming and I was blindsided by it. It's, you know, I, I, anybody who's been watching the channel for a long time uh, definitely knows that I'm a bit of a conspiracy theorist. Um, I try not to engage in the ones that hurt people. Um, you know, like we didn't land on the moon type thing, you know, that's like, who's going to be pissed at me? Buzz Aldrin? I don't give a fuck. Right. Oh, by the way, by, by, by the way, congratulations, Buzz Aldrin. Buzz Aldrin just got married at 93 years old. Who did he marry? This is, this is, this is what I care about. Not that a 93 year old dude just got married. Who did he marry? This is what I need to know. He, mar- he married this foxy, uh, 63 year old lady. I thought her 60, wow, Robin year old the lady. cradle buzz. Yeah, Craziness. Man. Craziness. I knew it was going to be a younger chick. I knew it. Knew it. Yeah. 93-year-old guys get all the young girls. <laughs> I mean, that's Buzz Aldrin, bro. That's an American hero. Right? Absolutely. Um, <laughs> what we were talking about. What were we talking about? We're talking about conspiracy theories. Oh, okay. So, I mean, this this came right on the heels of, of Meta reducing the price of the Quest Pro. Temporarily, two weeks. Right. From fifteen hundred dollars to eleven hundred dollars. Right. And so to me, you know, Mr. Conspiracy Theorist would always rather believe, you know, some like crazy uh, hypothesis that some random dude on Google came up with. And, you know, than actual facts, those stories are way more fun. Right. And so let's let's go into the the realm of fun for a second here and, and say this all seems this all seems to line up perfectly like Quest Pro is. Uh, you know, not selling well, obviously it's way too expensive. They're dropping the price temporarily uh, for two weeks, right before the PSVR two launches. And then all of these negative stories about the PSVR two come out, scaring people who are like, Oh, this is something I was so into. And now, I, now the writing's on the wall. Sony's not going to support this thing. I need to cancel my pre-order. Right. It's like, if you say things enough, the narrative becomes true, right? It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. It, at least for the people who believe this nonsense, and which I was absolutely ready to be one of those people. So it just, to me, it all seems just way too fucking sketchy, man, because we can talk about this, uh, this article here, um, by, by Takahashi-san, but, uh, which was proven to be incorrect. In fact, uh, d- mis, not misfactual, not disfactual, unfactual, is it unfactual? It's misinformation. They should be deplatformed. They should be deplatformed. And so it's this I shouldn't even be able to read this article right now. I'm reading this this is this is a screen grab right now off the internet. Why why are we able to read this? There's no correction in here, Wes. This is not this article does ha doesn't have oh edit, this information turned out to be absolutely fake. Right? Sony Sony has uh, since clarified and said this is not this is not the case. So so beyond that Another article came out right around the same time, soon after this wow. article, claiming to be a response of this, but I, I have a really hard time believing that. And it's from Forbes, you know, another amazing gaming site. Yeah, right. And here, let's let's bring that shit up too, because because this guy, 
<laughs> this guy, I thought, Wes, for this, I thought you and I are going to have like a lot of fun reading this. The second this article popped up, I was like, well, I know what we're doing on Wednesday show. We're going to pick this article <laughs> apart piece by fucking piece. So let's do it. This is by uh, Paul Tassi, uh, senior contributor over at Forbes. Uh, the article title reads, PSVR 2 is the wrong... Oh, by the way, PSVR space 2. So not only do we have Sony out there, PS space VR 2, and then me with PSVR 2, no space. And we got Paul Tassi out here <laughs> putting a random space after the R and not including the one between the S and the V. Dude, these people are just trying to take me down mentally, one space at a time. <laughs> like, I just, what is going on? PSVR Space 2 is the wrong device at the wrong time at the wrong price. <sighs> I'm exhausted, dude. I'm, How are we going to start this? putting space? I'm going to start putting spaces between all of the letters, Brian. Dude, if you if you hang out over on the Without Parole Discord, that's already an old joke. They've, they've been doing that to me for <laughs> weeks now. Weeks. Um, all right. So let's <laughs> – oh, my God, dude. Let's, you know what? Can we just let's, – let's read a couple of tips, and then let's get to Paul Tossi's article. I, I, just, I just need a second Absolutely. to decompress a little bit. So let's, let's – Take a deep breath. So center ourselves – yeah. Oh, oh money by my whom? Scott Zilla with the four dollars and twenty cents says bad press equals day one delivery. God willing. Oh yeah, I guess if fewer people pre-order this thing, we'll probably all get ours day one. Scott's out there with the fucking positive attitude. Kill artist won the Dreamweaver game cat with the five dollar tip. Says I was arguing with the guy today who said he canceled his PSVR two pre-order due to a weak launch lineup. I said the best lineup of any console launch. Um. I'm assuming that Paul Tossi has this in his article, so we will uh, get to that, I think, in a second. Emily Baxter, hashtag the cartoony witch game kit with a $2 tip, says Sony should drop a major ad during the Super Bowl. It's expensive shit. It's expensive shit. That would show some commitment right there. If Sony drops a Super Bowl ad, that's like major marketing money. I'm having flashbacks of Questies now. Like, thank you, Emily. Remember Questy? Did you see Questy? Or were you just oblivious to it? I think I was oblivious to it. What, what was Questy? Questy was uh, Facebook's big Quest 2 marketing campaign during the Super Bowl. It's like last year or the year before. But the the Quest got a little smiley face on it and was a mascot. And like there was a whole marketing campaign. But I have I actually have a plus, plush Questy around here that they sent me. Uh, it was a pretty big deal, actually. Okay. Uh, Yoshi Gamecat Rabbit Pratchetty with the uh, two quid says P period S period V period R period two. Okay. I think I like the periods more than the spaces. I'll say that. Like, it's just, it's just awful. When you put a period after every single letter, it reminds me of some movie from like the late 80s or something. Like everything was... Yeah. Uh, Professor Lewis right. with the $5 tip. Let's take a break from this conversation for a second and talk about something fun. Professor Lewis with the $5 tip says, which of these three games with no announced update do you want to play this Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern? Uh, don't forget, you guys, every Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern, we have a, a, a nice multiplayer meetup. Again, another great reason to join Discord. That's where we get organized. 2 p.m. Eastern every single Sunday. Professor Lilith, amazing game cat, uh, organizes it. Uh, she asks, do you want to play Farpoint, To the Top, or Bullet Roulette? Vote in the Discord. Wes, do you believe that Farpoint's not getting a PSVR 2 update? <laughs> uh, you know, it's one of a few games that you might could convince me of that. Like, it's, it's stupid if it don't. Yeah. Uh, because it's, uh, you know, it's a top five game in my opinion. 
Um, but I get it. I mean, that game was built around the aim controller. There is no more aim controller. So if it don't, I get it. I understand why. Um, I'm, ho- I'm hoping that uh, Impulse Gear took enough punishment since releasing Larsenauts that they, they finally come to their senses and do the right thing here and give the people what they want. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a Sony property, right? So so I think this would be considered a second-party game. If this, I don't know if I have the right definition on this, but it's when a third-party studio is making a, a, a game for uh, the manufacturer, for Sony, uh, and they, in, the, in the first party, manufacturer owns the IP. It gets real fucking complicated. And so Sony owns the IP. You, you'd, you'd expect them to be contracting everybody, right? They paid for Song in the Smoke re- uh, Rekindled to, to come along, and that wasn't even something they owned. So you'd expect them to be paying Supermassive for Rush of Blood, uh, you know, uh, remaster. You'd expect them to be paying Impulse Gear to do a Farpoint remaster. Like, you know, yes, a sequel would be great, but but we also want this whole new generation of people jumping into PSVR 2 for the very first time to play all these amazing games that we've been raving about for six years straight. Um, and the fact that, again, Sony's been real fucking quiet to me means we're, we're about to hear something about Astrobot. We're about to hear something about Blood and Truth and Farpoint and everybody's golf VR and wipe out a mega collection. Like just, it, these are essential PlayStation VR one games that would still be amazing on PlayStation VR two. And the fact that, I don't know if you guys saw the news, they're, they're dropping the plus collection soon. Um, yeah. For, for PlayStation five. And so if they're dropping that collection, it might be time for another collection. And uh, and that could very well include remasters of a bunch of PSVR one games. In my humble opinion, just saying. You know, um, wouldn't it be uh, hilarious? Could you imagine, like, if Impulse Gear starts teasing their uh, their big PSVR two announcement, and drawing it out the way they typically do, giving little hints, and everyone figures out that the big PSVR two announcement's coming next week, and then the day arrives, and it's like Larsenot's PlayStation version. <laughs> Can you imagine? People would burn the place down. Oh, crap. Uh, hey, Kill Artist, uh, I missed your tip somewhere. Uh, and I, I've been reading the tips all out of order, uh, so I apologize. Um, so if you just if you just remind me in the chat what your tip Am was. Am I choppy, Brian? People are saying I'm choppy. Uh, you are choppy sometimes, and then you're not choppy other times. Currently, you're not choppy. Uh, mm. I don't. It could very well be on OBS's side, because uh, I was I framey you. for a while there, too. Uh, so, so what I'm going to do here, just uh, just in case it is me, I'm going to switch to performance mode Whoa. instead of quality mode. Oh, uh, the performance. Um, also, the chats disappeared completely. So, uh, so let me let me try to fix that real quick. There's all sorts of things that just happen randomly that like I have fixes for, but I just don't know. <laughs> I just don't know why they happen to begin with. Um, wouldn't it be cool if, like, you had just a baseline set up that you could just press a button and everything just zips back to where it's supposed to be? Oh, dude. You know what's you know what's interesting is uh is I don't think the, I don't think the chat problem is actually on OBS's side. It looks like the chat over on my YouTube page is screwy too. <laughs> so I don't know what's going on. But here, let's we can bring it back now, and it should be a good at least for a few minutes. There we go. Tatum says that Tatum says I'm coming through at 120 hertz now. So there we go. <laughs> awesome. Um, also, keep an eye out for Kill Artist's uh, Kill Artist message because I have not been able to do both. Um, anyway, Brian, you you were saying uh, what do we want? Bullet roulette to the top oh, or Jesus. far point? Yes. Which one? Which one are we choosing for? Uh, 
Which one would you vote for for Sunday's multiplayer meetup at 2 p.m. Eastern? Come join our Discord. Far point, far point, far point, far point, far point. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's kind of hard for me. Every time To the Top has come up uh, in this context before, I've always said To the Top. Uh, not here. Far point is amazing. Co-op, mm-hmm. PvP. Um, there's so much content here, and it's so fun. That definitely needs to uh, be the winner this week. <sighs> okay, this is going to be the unpopular vote, but I think I think you guys should play Bullet Roulette. Bullet <laughs> <laughs> Roulette's so much fun. But what I wish it was wasn't its own game. I wish it was like something you could play in the tavern in Zenith, or or just like a room that you could hang out in in Rec Room, uh, because it it's it's an amazing mini game, but like after, you know, playing for like a half hour, 45 minutes and shooting the shit with your friends and like shooting each other in the head, um, or shooting yourself in the head, I guess, um, you want to go do something else. And so it should be one of many activities in a social space. Uh, but you know, that aside, they're all good games. So whatever you vote for, whatever wins, uh, I think it's going to be pretty awesome. True that. Uh, we got Stevie Dan in the chat in 1969 with the two quid. It says, 21 days until my birthday and hopefully PSVR 2. Ooh, Stevie Dan's birthday is PSVR 2 day. Uh, that's pretty awesome. Not going to lie. It's also, you know what you know what else it is, Brian? What's that? It's also West Day. Oh, perfect. Oh, yeah. Is it... Is it just going to be you and me on Gamescast Live on launch day? Or like... Maybe. Do we need to get everybody involved and be like, it's a fucking without parole celebration? Um, I'm down for a party. You know that. I'm always down. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, if I'm going to quit playing, though, uh, I think we need to adhere to our one hour rule because <laughs> I'm going to want to get, be getting back to my game. No, I am with um, you, man. Like, I feel like we are going to have so many other things to be doing uh, other than Gamescast. But, yep, it'll, it'll be fun to hang out and do our thing. For sure. We can take a break for a minute, come and say hi, and, and just sit here and, you know, destroy our microphones with drool and, and just say, uh, this it's awesome. Just like we told you it was going to be. Bye, everybody. <laughs> uh, Man Bear Pig Game Cat with a $2 tip says, Meta cut their price by $400. Could PSVR 2 be next? Hmm. <laughs> yeah, not a chance. Not a chance. Even if, even if it doesn't sell well, we're not looking at a price cut anytime soon. PSVR 1 maintained its price for a very long time. Very long time, um, and that you know, Meta's cutting everything right now. Meta's cutting their workforce. They're cutting the price of their stock in half. Like it's a bad time over there. Bellremy, the game cat with the six euros says, "Fun fact: Village is the first Resident Evil game I ever finished, and will finish in VR again. It's kind of designed for multiple playthroughs. Yeah, that's that's what I keep hearing. It's designed for multiple playthroughs, just like uh, Biohazard was, and that makes me really excited." so good uh and then fluke the swedish game cat with the 50 sakuros says a donation in the name of the amazing brian paul love you man i love you too fluke thank you so much that's really very cool of you is that your um, is that your magician name dude. ladies and gentlemen put your hands together for the amazing brian paul dude we were just talking about magic the other day in voice chat and uh, over on discord and i'm so happy i don't know how any tricks are performed because i feel like a like a like a seven-year-old kid, every time somebody like sets up to do magic, I'm like, "This is great. We have we have all of the answers at our disposal, Wes. I could just go on Google and find out how all these tricks are done, and I won't. I refuse to because I enjoy it too much. I, it's one of the few magical mysteries left in my life. So you think David Blaine's like a real sorcerer? 
Oh wait, because we, card trick. Yeah, right. Wait, we we read Kill Artist Tip. He said I was arguing with a guy today who said he canceled his PSVR two pre order. Right, and and so we we said we're going to get back to that because we're going to tackle that in the Forbes article. Um. So thank you, Kill Artist, for for the reminder. We we will definitely t- tackle that. Um. Okay. I think that covers the tips for the moment. The Newt 79 with the two quid says PSVR one had way more pre-launch support. I blame Jim. Everyone likes to blame Jim. I... <sighs> Jim's fault. I mean, totally. it's gotta be somebody's fault. I don't know who it is. All right, man, I guess we can probably go back to, uh, go back to this Forbes article. Now I've, I've calmed down enough. I've been able to relax and, and, re- and regroup. Um, but uh, let's let's do this, man. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna read this article, and I, and I think, we, in all fairness, we shouldn't read the entire thing. We should probably stop along the way and dissect this thing as it goes. Something tells me something tells me that that's what's going to happen anyway. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be stopping a lot and and commenting, but uh, yeah, go for it. All right. Um, so we can we can skip the introduction because he was talking about the Bloomberg thing. Uh, but he says, I was not at all surprised when I learned that Sony was making a second PSVR headset, considering the first one was effectively the most popular of its VR generation. But Sony seems to have mi- misfired on a bunch of fronts here the second time around. And then he has all these bullet points. Number one, PSVR 2 is priced at $550, well above not just MetaQuest competitors, both present and likely future, but also more expensive than a even top-end PS5 itself. <laughs> The top end PS. Oh, I guess he means the disc version, huh? Uh, true, right? I guess, but or, or maybe he's just calling PS Five top end in general. I don't know. Right. Sounds like he was starting to talk about PC and then changed his mind at the last minute. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> maybe, yeah. Um, he needs an editor, but it's it's fascinating to me, man. It's fascinating. Like you know, I, you look at something like Quest Pro that's just dropped to eleven hundred dollars and now matching the price of uh, a PlayStation Five and PSVR Two. And people go, oh, you need a PlayStation VR 2. Or you need a PlayStation 5 to power the PSVR 2. And I was like, but, but now for your $1,100, now you have a headset that will be viable to use for the rest of the generation. And also a console that plays flat screen games that will be viable for the rest of the generation. Right? I, I, just, I just don't understand the comparison here. Like, the and, and you know... And you can speak to this way better than I can. That five hundred fifty dollars at its price is great for what we're getting. Yeah, man, and, and and we have shot holes all through this thing for months now. But I mean, there's so many different angles. I mean, we already kind of alluded to the the features. Uh, you know, in comparison to the price, there's nothing else anywhere near this. People want to con- want to compare it to Quest, but it's more it's a more um apt comparison to compare it to PCVR headsets right. compared to to valve index is what they should be comparing it to and valve index is a lesser uh product for twice the price almost um so i mean there's that there's also the fact that i don't know if anyone's been paying attention but the price of everything has tripled over the last year and a half uh, I read yesterday, Brian, that 40% of our money supply came into existence last year. Wow. You, you, yeah. And we're just getting a $50 bump up <laughs> from the original PSVR. I mean, that's incredible. 
it, it's a it's a deal almost like and i get it i wanted to see it cheaper too i wanted to see it compete with uh with, with meta's product in terms of price mm-hmm. but you know it came in 50 to 100 dollars more than than what i would consider to be ideal but i still think it's cheap i still think it's a deal and uh, i think that anyone that's buying it's going to feel the same way when they finally get their hands on it for real yeah um, the next one, I, I feel like I already addressed. You need a PlayStation 5 to play it. He says, that's the other thing. The MetaQuest is standalone. Uh, while you also need to own a PlayStation 5 to run a PSVR 2, that may have been acceptable when other VR headsets were needed to be plugged into high-end computers, but standalone sets have now been the breakout, big breakout since then. I mean, it's you need something powerful to play the types of games that are not available currently on standalone headsets like i don't actually see this as a negative i just i just don't uh, yeah oh, man why, why eat cheeseburgers brian when you can eat a bologna sandwich bologna sandwich will fill you up just as much and it's a third of the price like come on man who, who wants steak and, and cheeseburgers right i mean I, I i love both i love bologna sandwiches right and, and, and I've, you know, I, I've, I've got a reputation over here for, for hating the quest or, or shitting on the quest because I speak about it honestly, right? I, I play games on it and, and I love the convenience of it, but man, you can't deny that the thing's really underpowered, right? PSVR one games from 2016 look better. So, I, I mean, so I'm sorry for perpetuating, you know, the stereotype of me, but, but the fact is, is like, I don't want to keep playing these types of games. I want to be able to play these games, but also play some AAA games simultaneously. And for that to happen, you're going to need more power that, than is in any of these headsets, than any of these standalone headsets, which relates you know, directly to the next one. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, you know, it's great that steak is delicious. <laughs> but, you, but, but you have to use a knife to eat it. Wouldn't you rather have a bologna sandwich that, first of all, everyone can afford a bologna sandwich and you don't have to stay at home to eat it. You can take it in the car. I mean, uh, sure, maybe it's not as delicious, Brian, but almost, right? Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I like the analogy. I'm not sure if I followed the it works. entire thing. Yeah, It works. The, uh, the, the next one is it has a cord. And he says, again, this is not what most VR players are hoping for in 2023, where many VR headsets, including Metas, are now cord-free, where here you'll be tethered to your PlayStation. Again, it's, it's the same. I feel like this is the same argument as the PlayStation 5 uh, argument. Uh, because it's, it's again, it's, it's you know, th- does it suck? I mean, I don't know. Maybe if you've been cordless all of this time. But, dude, I play with my Quest plugged in all the time. Right, because I don't have a Boba head strap or, or Bobo, Boba, whatever the fuck it's called, Bobo. Right, oh, yeah. and, uh, and and I so I don't have the head strap or the extra battery, right? Because this thing's already fucking big and bulky on my head, and I I don't want to spend more money on it than I have to. And so I've got it plugged in twenty four seven because two hours of battery life isn't enough, right? And so I'm already playing my wireless headset, my standalone headset, plugged in. And so like if I feel like it's a necessary evil right now for for both, right? Unless you want to spend like another hundred dollars on your on your headset, which if you're complaining about the price, you don't. If you're complaining about a $550 price point of PSVR 2, then you don't want to spend $650 on a wireless one. So I don't know. Yeah, I, I get it. Um, 
you know, it's easy for us to dismiss the cable thing because we weren't used to playing with the cable. We started playing with the cable. But I can see why, where certain people who started playing on Quest um, are going to be annoyed by it. Um, but with that said, I think they're going to forget quickly when they see what's possible with regards to the games because they haven't, that they weren't around in 2016. They don't know what high MVR looks like. Um, and for those of us who are gaming enthusiasts, that's really the promise of PSVR two. It's a return to high end gaming. Right. And, uh, and the, um, the cable is just, uh, you know, something that, that we're willing to deal with. Although I will say this, um, I didn't see the big deal with the cable so much until last night when I started playing in the game that we both played <laughs> over the last day. Mm-hmm. And um, I, all of a sudden I said, oh, yeah, I can see where this might be a problem. But uh, we'll get to that. I guess we will. Maybe maybe, maybe not today, though. I, I feel like we're going to mm-hmm. yeah, talk about some other all right. Yeah. Spoiler alert, I tied myself uh, at the ankles like 50 times. I, but we'll talk about that later. That is crazy. I, I've never, I've never had a, so I say, I'm going to say I never had a real problem with the cable and then I'm going to follow that story up with every so often I'm like playing Beat Saber or something and like somehow I catch the cable and go, oh crap, like, and I screw up. Uh, and then, and then I go, okay, well, let's throw this thing back behind me and then I'm good to go. Um, again, it, it, whether, whether you don't mind the cable or you do mind the cable, I just don't understand how people don't realize it's a necessary evil to play these big, triple a games that we've never seen before uh on console or standalone it's just this is this affordably 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 right right so this is this is like it's it's this is a such a transitional year or transitional generation for vr i think we see a lot of hybrid games right because no one can afford to make um triple a games specifically for vr because they're not going to see a return so that's why hybrid games are important uh and i and i also think that yeah this this it could very well be the last PSVR we see with a, with a cable. Uh, you know, cables will go away in time when the technology catches up and becomes good enough to, to, to support it. So this is sort of like, you know, the awkward teenage years of VR, but, you know, but, but, but also the awesome teenage years of VR, right? Like the PlayStation 2 of VR when everything gets way better, but there's still some growing pains. Yeah, it's coming soon. The technology exists now for low latency, high quality wireless. The problem is, is it's expensive. In like three years, two years, three years, it's not going to be so expensive. And uh, we'll revisit this conversation then. But as of today, if you want, if you want your cake and you want to eat it too, you're going to have to have a wire in it somewhere. Right. Can you imagine if Sony launched the PlayStation VR 2 at like $700 and was like, look, it's wireless. This is what you guys wanted. And we're like, fucking $700. It's only $150 more, right? For something that we're going to use for the next five, six years of our lives. But, dude, that, I mean, sticker shock. We already had sticker shock. This would be like sticker death. It would just be like, no, this is ridiculous. I'm not convinced, Brian, that we won't see a wireless version down the line because I... You know, a very reliable uh, hardware leaker leading up to the PlayStation 5 was talking about the uh, the high-end wireless networking equipment that's built into the PS5. Mm -hmm. And he said specifically that that was put there for VR. And I believe him. So uh, I think that we before PS5 goes away, I think we could see a a wireless version. I I don't disagree with you. We've definitely hypothesized about that before on the show, Uh, especially, you know, detachable cable. 
And uh, I think it's detachable for a reason. Let's, I mean, hopefully just because people complain about it not being detachable, but also, you know, there's potential there. Uh, which, let's move along. We got uh, we got some advertisements for, for shirts. Um, getting back to Kill Artist's tip, it says launch games are limited. <laughs> He writes, the new Horizon VR title is the biggest launch draw. But again, you're charging $550 for something with only a scattering of games, and many of them are ports. I mean, to 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 say you're paying $550 for only Horizon, I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous. It's it's saying it's saying people don't care about anything but AAA games, right? I I just said, hey, I don't, I don't want to have to play only, you know, these indie games for the rest of my life. I like indie games, but you need a mix, right? So he's ignoring every single indie game that's been announced. These games that have been reviewed very, very favorably. But he's also ignoring things like Gran Turismo 7. He's ignoring things like Resident Evil Village. He's ignoring things like Switchback, which I don't know, triple A, but maybe single A. I don't know. So, I mean, so he's really kind of glossing over what is one of the best launches, as Kill Artist said, he's ever seen. Yeah, I, I don't get it, man. Uh, people's expectations just blow my mind sometimes. It's like everyone thinks back to like the Sony consoles, PS4 and PS5, and they think about this vast library of AAA exclusives, and they think that it all was there when the thing launched or something. <laughs> right. Like That's not how it works. They launched with two games. PS5 launched with two exclusives. Right. And then it took third parties and ports to kind of fill in the, the, this is how it always goes. But for some reason with VR, people have these unrealistic expectations. They expect Sony to announce with 10 different AAA IPs. Like we'll be lucky if we get 10 different AAA IPs in the first two to three years, let alone at launch. Um, yeah, I don't get it. I don't know where, where people got such unrealistic expectations from, but. This platform, this library will build up mm-hmm. over time. You just have to give us some time, man. Also, it's not even Christmas yet. Also, have you, like, have has anybody who believes this obviously hasn't been watching this channel because that because to say things like this means that like you haven't been paying attention to anything, uh, any any of the news about PSVR two and about PlayStation Five itself. PlayStation Five was designed with PSVR two in mind, and that is that's not that goes beyond. The potential for wireless, right, Wes? That goes. It's if you, if you watched even John Hibbins on Monday show, he was talking about how easy it's going to be for for all these flat screen games to be able to made into PSVR two games, right? It's going to be easier than ever. Again, a transitional generation, but man, I'm expecting to see within the next year or two a whole lot more flat screen games when they get announced get announced for playstation 5 and psvr 2 right that's what hybrid games are all about because you can't spend all your money making an exclusive vr game but you can spend all your money making a triple a playstation 5 game and then give it vr support it just adds more sales to something that's already going to get big sales or the potential for big sales at least so It, it just it's this is very very tone deaf does not understand how psvr2 will change the vr landscape because that is the plan we need these hybrid games levi already in the chat says uh they're all opinion 
pieces. Mm -hmm. This is the problem. This is the problem with the media in general today. It's like there, there is no more factual based news reporting. It's just everything is everyone's opinion now. And you're right, Steve. That's absolutely what's going on uh, here. Right. And, and unfortunately, like it's it's an opinion piece, but it's also when you have this position of power, right, to 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 publish any kind of news that you want you need to be responsible with your reporting. And that includes your opinion pieces because your opinion is taking, people will take this person's opinion as somebody who knows what they're talking about as a person of authority on the topic, because nobody in their right mind, Wes would publish a, an article about PlayStation VR two being an abject failure before it launches, unless they knew what PlayStation VR two was all about, right? If they, they've got to be really well versed on the topic and understand what the full launch lineup of games is before they shit on it. Or maybe having, he must've played it right. No, no, this guy, if you should only listen to people's opinions who have been, who've educated themselves enough to have a proper opinion. That's the problem. Yeah. Or, or someone that has, I mean, if you, if you're going to take someone's opinion, they should at least have someone with a decent track record. Like it, I don't remember who it was on Twitter yesterday, but someone, or even on your Discord, someone like spotted this from a mile away. They didn't bite on it at all. It's like this guy's a, a shill. He, he's attacked Sony before, and then that turned out to be exactly <laughs> true, exactly right. the case. Um, Jason Voorhees says unnamed sources, mm -hmm. and uh, I think that's uh, telling as well. Although I think if we uh, if they were to reveal their source, it would be something like Zark Muckerberg or something like that. <laughs> oh, I like the conspiracy minds. This is all, we're all on the same page, us. And then finally, PSVR 2 is not backwards compatible. He says, I'm picturing many people who enjoyed PSVR 1 and yet are very dismayed to find out their entire library of games is not transferring over to the new unit. I understand technically why that might be happening, but it doesn't feel good to be asked to, A, buy a pricey new hardware, keep saying it over and over, it's the only argument he has, and then B, not have any backward compatibility when that's been normalized in the console space itself. And then what about the follow-up here, Paul? I forget his name. Is it Paul? I just fucking pulled that out of the air. What about the follow-up where you say, but... So many of these developers are bringing their game to PSVR 2 with 4K visuals, with adaptive triggers, with eye tracking, with phobiated rendering, with, I mean, haptics in the headset, right? Talk about Song of the Smoke Rekindled and how that was, that's going to be a free upgrade and they added so much to the gameplay. Talk about how that you're not going to be charged again for that. Talk about Job Sim and Vacation Sim, two of the best-selling PSVR 1 games. Talk about any of the games that have been listed, Right. And how that's just the beginning, because so many developers can't even get their hands on a PSVR 2 dev kit. That's how high the demand is out there in the dev space. Everybody who wants to make a PSVR 2 game can't even get their hands on dev kits. So or talk or, or talk about t talk about why um, backwards compatibility has been normalized on consoles. Because from last generation to this generation is when it happened, and the 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 um, the software environment that both of these consoles were built on, whether you're talking Xbox or PS4, PS5, they're very similar. They're almost exactly the same thing. I think a more apt comparison would be moving from PS3 to PS4. Was that completely backwards compatible on day one? 
No, because it was completely different architecture, and that's that's a more fitting comparison than what we're talking about now. Going from PSVR one to PSVR two, it's a completely different thing. I'm I'm sure that Sony would love to be able to just you know put six months of software development in and have push a button and have all the games work, but that's just not how it works. It's not possible, and I don't I don't fault them for that. Yeah, I mean, Agent Jack Bauer in the chat says backwards compatibility is not normalized. Uh, what Nintendo console has been backwards compatible? Yeah, I mean, outside of like the launch Wii, right? Like they could play GameCube games. Right. Uh, uh, very, very few. And Nintendo is one of them that like one of those that like makes you buy your games over and over and over and over, oh, right? And so the fact that that's not happening to us this generation, but you know, most of most of the best games so far have been announced for PSVR two. And the rest, you know, they're they're incoming. Not all of them, but most of them. Most of them. Uh, dude, we got to read a few tips here because we are really far behind. Uh, Brandon E with the ten dollar tip says, "This will be my first VR sitting versus standing." I also just ordered my first wheel. Can't wait. You're gonna want to sit with the wheel. <laughs> sorry, that. <laughs> I'm sorry, Captain Obvious had to step in. Um, I say I'm. I, I know Wes, you're kind of a big sitter. When you play VR, you stand all day. You get to sit when you play games. Uh, whenever I'm moving my arms, I stand up because I want to. I want to have full range of motion. Uh, if I'm playing with a gamepad, I sit down. I stand up when uh, when stick turning is not fast enough. When a game is super fast paced and I have to be able to intuitively turn, that's when I stand. But if a stick turning works like most FPSs and, and things like that, I'll just sit and play it. Magic the Game Cat with the five euros says this article is like the Saturday Night Live of VR. <laughs> Did without parole Discord write it? I think we could have written a better one or a funnier one at least. Um, you got cold yogurt with the five dollar tip. Uh, it says if you face opposite of the TV, the cord is a non-issue. It's it's funny. We I think so many people have uh, their camera sitting on top of their TV <laughs> that we face the TV and that's like the entertainment center. But he, he's, he's sort of right. Right. If, uh, if you have the camera facing some other direction uh, and you're, yeah, if the wire is always behind you, it's really not that big of a deal. I've got, I've got a pulley system set up and, uh, and, and I'm absolutely going to be using the pulley system with my PSVR too. I don't, but I don't need it. Yeah. So it's fine. It's not a big deal. I say I'm going to use it, but psh. You know, I'm lazy. Uh, Glacious Dreams with the $2 tip says that like button helps promote VR. Yeah, guys, tap that like button. Miles isn't here. Somebody's got to do his YouTuber nonsense of uh, making sure that everybody subscribes. Guys, if you don't already subscribe to Without Parole, and that little button, that red button down there that says subscribe, click it. Why why wouldn't you want to tune into more of these? That's all you got to do. Just click it. It's like a, it's really easy. Yeah, but and I know it's not a it's not a big deal to you guys. It's a big deal to us. So please. Yeah, and uh, and, and and then click the description and go subscribe to Wes over at Virtual Strangers. We like to talk about PSVR two here, but those guys like to talk about all VR. So make sure you head on over there and uh, and subscribe because you can never have too much Wes in your life. I know I can't. Right. I used to watch 17 hours of Virtual Strangers a week, and I was like, that's not enough. We need at least two more <laughs> hours of Wes every week, so I brought him over here. 17 hours? I thought you watched all of our shows, Brian. <laughs> that's like that's like a tenth of your content every week. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Uh, I think that covers all the tips. So you know what that means, Wes. I think, I think we got to move on. 
and, and stop all this ne- negativity. Stop bashing on people who don't know anything about VR or in in whatever Paul Vassie's case. I just I'm making up names now. It's not Paul Vassie. Something like that. I he just has bad opinions, <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that. But we are going to make fun of you for it. Uh, let's move on to something a little bit more fun, and that's PSVR 20 questions. That's when uh, I put six minutes up on the clock, and you guys out there and me we have 20 yes or no questions to figure out what playstation vr game wes is thinking of right now um but i do need to uh hey look daniel wood daniel wood hit the subscribe button thanks daniel wood thank uh, you daniel dude everyone's gonna unsubscribe and resubscribe just so i give him a shout out <laughs> watch this right. um and, but i don't like the, i don't like that the chat is all busted so let me fix the chat real quick before we start the game wes because i just oh john john Stiegel. Just, just he just subscribed too. Thanks, guys. See, gotta click that button. Awesome. Right. Okay. We bring the PlayStation blog up, and then we bring the chat window back up, and that always seems to fix it. And that hopefully will fix it until the end of the show. Wes, do you have a game picked out? I do. Although, again, uh, disclaimer: the same disclaimer I always give. I may have picked this game before. Eh. I don't remember. So, listen. If you if you plan for, <laughs> for Gamescast Live, then you're already doing something wrong. Hold on a second here. What's up? Let me, let me. I want to make sure that my I can't find my game on the, the the PSVR store. So now I'm doubting myself whether or not it actually came to PSVR. I think it did. I'm pretty sure it did. Question number one: oh. Has this game been delisted from the PlayStation <laughs> Store? Yeah, I just gave away a lot of it, right? Right. Uh, let's see. While we're waiting, Antonio Jackson with a two dollar tip says: Does anyone want a super hot port or a new game? Listen. I want right, super I hot VR to be ported over to PSVR 2. But what I really want is the flat screen super hot to be ported over to PSVR 2. It was a full-fledged first-person shooter where you're running around, and when you run around, time moves when you do. Uh, so it was less wave shootery and more like full-fledged gamey game. Uh, and so I want both of those things, honestly. And I got it. I did confirm that uh, what I believe to be true was true. So we're, we're ready to go. All right, guys. I need all the help I can get in the chat. So ask good questions and then give me good suggestions based on the answers we get. On your mark, get Des. Go. Uh, has this game been announced for a PSVR two with a two PSVR two version? I don't think so. Okay. Um. Does this use analog sticks? That is a good question. Right? Um, any dual shot game, any aim game? I don't think so, but I'm gonna make sure. No, 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 uh, no sticks here. Alright, so so far we think it's a game that's only using moves. Uh are there I forget who asked. Somebody in the chat asked if oh serial killer asked if there's multiplayer of any kind. Multiplayer. I mean, I would typically say no, but seeing your definition in recent days of what constitutes multiplayer, you would probably say yes. Okay, so that means probably leaderboards then. So let's keep that in mind, guys. Not no real multiplayer, but some kind of. Uh, Brandon E., thank you so much for the $3 tip with the thumbs up. Appreciate you. It didn't show up on the screen very well. Um, does this game have... Would you consider this a, a wave shooter? 
Mm, no. Mm. no. Okay. Is what you're doing in this game mostly shooting? Mm, no. That's five. Hmm. Dan Kiefer asking, do you use vehicles? I don't think so, no. We're in big trouble here, guys. Um, oh, man, Big Boss, that's a good question, but there's so few first-party games that I don't want to risk it. Dead Ringer's asking if it's got puzzle elements. Puzzle elements? I mean, so... Perhaps. It's not a puzzle game. Okay. Not a puzzle game. That's good enough. Uh, okay, so Austin Tatum's asking if it's a cooking game. So let's but let's back up a little bit. Is there any kind of locomotion in this game? Because usually cooking games, you're standing still. Yeah. Okay. There is. We're gonna say probably not a cooking game. There's mo- locomotion. Is it? Follow up question. Is it full locomotion? I would say. Almost. <laughs> it's almost, yes. I mean, you can, you can go everywhere in it, um, at will. I mean, there, there's some rules to that, how that works, but yeah, you can go around everywhere in it. Super Sinestro says, is it of the horror genre? No. Damn it. That's 10. Well, if it's not horror, then I don't know what the fuck it is. Um, Ooh, lose reviews. Ask, is it based on a known IP? And that's in games or out of games? No. Damn it. We know what this game isn't, but we have no idea what this game is. Uh, Rody asks, can you fly in this game? No, not really, no. Are there any vehicles that you can operate in this game? You already asked that, did you not? I did. I'm sure you did. Yeah. No, I'm starting I'm starting to fizzle out. Um How are you a pigeon? <laughs> That's funny. Uh, did this crap. Was this game well received? Thank you, like, is, what? Thank you, Taekwon Ro- Roshan, who just subscribed. Thank you. Um Yeah, I also saw some other game. names pop up, but I'm I'm like invested in this game, so but thank you for all the new subscribers out there. Um, yeah, is it a good? It's a good game. It's Brian. a good game. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We know it's a good game. It's got basically full locomotion, and it's got move support. That is not a lot of information for this. Um, okay, Steve Morris, uh, Morales. Great question. Does, did the developer make other PSVR games as well? Yes. Okay. My, my my first go-to is always Servios. Did Servios make this game? No. Crap. Um, 15. There's not a whole lot of studios who made multiple PSVR games. Like, there's not a whole lot. <laughs> Ian Marsh says, keep asking if there's vehicles. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, it can't be Stride because these d- developers didn't make any other... Joyway didn't make any other ones. Um, it's not mostly shooting, Polish Paul. Um, crap guys we have 40 seconds 
it, it, would you consider this a parkour game at all? Uh, I mean, I wouldn't call it a parkour game, but kind of. I mean, there's kind of some of that stuff going on. But Kind of. So it's not to the top, because that's definitely parkour. It's not stride for other reasons. Uh, um, parkour. Don't get too hung up on that. Oh, crap. Um All right, man. I, I'm just I'm just gonna have to take a guess. Is it? Fuck. Is it? Is it to the top? It is not. I know it's not. To it, too many of the questions didn't didn't fit. For the love of God, Wes, what insanely difficult game did you choose today? It's gonna be like fucking the most popular PSVR game, isn't it? Today we are talking about you, Peter Grod. Oh my God! How? How? How I'm just trying to find an announcement while I, while I drag this out. There, there it is. There's a trailer for it. Um, how did I? Not, oh man. How did I actually I not pick this game on? Uh, I actually picked this game on Monday uh, because I saw the way that you tried to uh, to uh, swerve everybody with the uh, by picking uh, uh, Hibben's other game. Yeah, I thought I thought it would have been a better move to to pick another grappling game. That uh, isn't Winlands or Winlands Two, man. So, so you know what? I'll do Jupiter Grad on Wednesday. I will say Wednesday that it it was it was difficult, but it should not have been. It should not have been. It's, it's definitely one that like a lot of other questions that we ask normally uh, would have helped with. Um, you know, we always ask about the art style. Is it a realistic art style? Um, what? Yeah. Um, is it a cartoony piece of shit? People were asking that. <laughs> Emily Baxter, I'm sure. Um, what was the other game this guy's made? Never Out? Was that it? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Right on. These guys have come a long way. I can't wait to see what they've got cooking for PSVR 2. Jupiter Grad 2. Obviously. Is that confirmed? I don't know if it's confirmed coming to PSVR 2, but yeah, it will be it's coming to PSVR 2. Yeah, okay. Guys, uh, thank you so much for hanging out. Uh, I saw over 700 of you hanging out for for a good chunk of this show. I uh, really, really appreciate all the new viewers and all the returning viewers and all the loyal viewers who have been here all this time. Please, again, uh, make sure you subscribe to the channel and subscribe to Wes Dillon and his friends over at Virtual Strangers, where they cover not just PlayStation VR, but all VR. Uh, and thank you, of course, to Sci-Fi GameCat Henry, who has been working so much overtime. The timestamps have been late, but dude... He is killing it. The fact that he still does them is insane. Thank you. Thank you to Jay Meow, who puts us up on podcast services of your choice. Uh, we're number 25. Uh, we're in the top 25 uh, video game podcasts over in the UK, and we are in top 100 worldwide. That is insane to me. Thank you very much for everybody listening. Uh, apologize for the sirens. Thank you, everybody who hung out during the chat. Thank you to everybody who uh, uh, who donates to on Patreon.com slash Without Pro Games. Thank you to everybody who tipped. Thank you to everybody who helped during 20 questions. And, of course, thank you to all of you who sat back and watched the show. I didn't say a goddamn word. We know you're out there. And we love you just as much. Happy West Day, Wes. Happy West Day, Brian. Let's get out of here. Three weeks. Three weeks. Them hanging, right? We can't leave them without an outro. There's 300 people waiting for us to come back and say <laughs> goodbye. You are all amazing amazing do you want to build a snowman uh, this is what they waited around our, for <laughs> our stream our it's frozen our steam, oh. is, our steam is frozen. okay so you have kids i don't even i barely get the reference do your kids watch yeah, frozen I, is, that, is that like a big thing in your house they, they did yeah 
They did when they were kid, actually kids. Yeah, but uh, not since. Yeah, uh, I've never seen it. I'm actually, I'm actually a big fan of like animated movies. Um, and uh, is that that's a CG one, right? CGI. Uh, yeah, I think so. I don't know. I don't remember. Okay. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't know, dude. Like, I've seen Finding Nemo like 150 times, um, and so, uh, and I've and I've Wreck-It seen Ralph. most Disney movies. I've seen Wreck It Ralph. Yeah, for sure. And so, uh, you know, I'm kind of a big fan, but uh, but but I've kind of fallen off of the Pixar Disney train quite a bit over the last few years. Um, apparently, the last 10 years, have not seen Frozen. I, I hear it's good. I hear it's good, despite the fact that it's obviously you know a kids movie with two princesses. Yeah. No, eh. no, not not a fan. All right, well, you're a good not dad right. then because you know the songs. <laughs> All right, uh, Hector Robles says, "Did you see Puss in Boots two, Brian? I didn't even see Puss in Boots one, but I did like all three Shrek movies. I'll say that. Okay, I saw the I saw Puss in Boots, but I don't think it's the one that you're talking about. Oh, oh, did you watch Puss in Boots in VR, Wes? <laughs> and two and three and twelve and thirteen. Yeah, we saw all of them. I, Big fan. You guys can't hear it, but I can. It's the sound of tornado tearing into my brand new racing rig seat. Oh my god, I can just hear her claws. She's <laughs> pulling at it. Ah, oh, dude, she, I gotta. Is she clawing it, clawing at it with one hand while flipping off the scratching post with the other. <laughs> yeah, the scratching post is literally a foot and a half away. Oh my god, insane. Uh, now Alice Ryan says the number of people watching jumped by a hundred people when you came back. That's crazy. I this is this is like this is nothing. This is so nothing. Thank you guys for hanging out. We love you so very much. Let's get out of here, Wes. Happy Wednesday.